0: Hi there, I'm Susan Caruso, founder and director of Sunflower Creative Arts, and you are with us today listening to the Sunflower Bridge podcast. And I'm Lindsay Mills, the co-creator
1: of Sunflower Bridge, and we are so thrilled to talk about children today with our special guest, Elizabeth Licht who uh, came to Sunflower originally as a seedlings teacher. Uh, Seedlings is our mixed age preschool program for three to six year olds in Delray Beach, Florida. And uh, then after six years, transitioned to the little seedlings side of things, which is our program for two and three-year-olds as they transition away from parent and child programs into a drop-off program. And in addition to all of her experience with early childhood education, Liz is also an, an enthusiast of mindfulness, a student of yoga. and actually a certified yoga teacher so we are so thrilled to have you here today thank you for being with thank us you. welcome and
0: Susan <laughs> thank you so much so um, tell us a little bit about how how you came to work at sunflower and um, I'm I just want to hear how how it affected you the impact that sunflower and the experiences um, because we've talked about it a lot and So how did you come to Sunflower originally? So um, I started out my
2: career on a completely different trajectory (laughs) as an attorney. And I decided to take a break and stop when my kids were little. And the more time I spent at home with them, the more time I think I realized it was impossible to go back and be a lawyer again. Mm -hmm. I really cherished that time, and being a lawyer just stopped making sense. So I went back to school, and I got an early childhood master's. And during that time, I learned so much about early childhood, and a lot of what I was learning in the classroom didn't really jive. With when I went and did my clinical work in Mm -hmm. schools, it was much more regimented. It wasn't play-based. It wasn't what I thought of as developmentally appropriate. Mm -hmm. And when I found out I was moving back to Florida, I was made aware of Susan and Sunflower (laughs) and that they were opening Mm -hmm. in a whole new big space and needed teachers and... When someone told me about it, it was like this dream. It was like, wow, I get to teach in a way that's really how we're meant to teach children. Mm -hmm. And that was just so exciting and beautiful. And it was a nice place
0: to learn and grow as a teacher. I remember you were one of the you were one in the first team that opened right. up our new space and it was the first year that we were at a licensed preschool we could be we were all of our the program could be licensed from our old space but the space itself couldn't be licensed so it was really important and I just I remember just really interrogating you and, oh my gosh you, know, you did I, you really interrogated <laughs> <me>. <laughs> and,
2: and it was vetting like process. you know yes. a
0: couple of different tea times together and then, you know, sitting and talking philosophy yep. and over and over. And, and I remember you saying, you know, like, I'm I'm a lawyer. I've done many job interviews. I have never done anything as, right? as you, you put me through a gauntlet. Here. <laughs> right. and, yep. So yeah. but you were the perfect one to come on board mm-hmm. to to open up our space. We had a, t- a whole new team. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was really a very exciting time, a scary time, too, yeah. but but terrific to have you on board. Yeah, and
2: it it was so fun to grow and change with Sunflower from that first year in the new space and learn on my own. I'm just like the kids. I had to learn through doing it, Mm. you know, and being in the space and being outside with them and being present with them.
1: So, yeah. I kind of always think of one of the hallmarks of sunflower and specifically seedlings as uh, being the the number of teachers, the ratio of teachers to children. And so I'm curious, was that your first experience where you were one teacher of a few in in one class or? Uh, did you have a teaching partner in in previous situations? You know, what did you think about co teaching with with others at Sunflower? So, hmm,
2: you know, it was definitely different, and. When you let go of all the things of, like, wow, somebody might be judging what I'm doing. Somebody else might have a different idea. You get to really, like, learn and grow together and bounce things off people and hear their opinions. And you get to observe their way of doing things with the kids. And then you get to reflect, hmm you know how can i incorporate that into my teaching or how can how can i not and i don't mean this in a judgment way mm-hmm. how can i revise that or how can i make it more suitable for me and so and now you know even though i don't teach the seedlings anymore and i switched over to little seedlings like when I look and I see like the seedlings teachers and I see like the beautiful growth, you know, in eight years and like my growth in that time. And I don't think it would have been the same if I didn't get to work with other teachers. Yeah. Yeah. And now I think to myself, like I heard um, the other day of somebody who's starting to teach in kindergarten in public schools, like in one of the local counties and They have 20 children, and they don't even have a helper. Mm, And I thought to myself, wow, like, how can that be?
0: Like, how can they just
2: be there with, like, 20 children by themselves? And then I got to have, like, these other three teachers to bounce ideas off of. and
0: yeah, yeah. Mm. so we yeah, have different. we have four teachers to 25 children right and then we're a parent cooperative so there are parents that are in the space right and i'm in this space when i'm there and lindsay's can gets in the right? space when she's there so it is it's a really different approach Yeah, it is kind of mind-boggling for us to think of, right? of the responsibility of so many children and one one adult yeah, yeah. so it's a lot right
1: and what you said that struck me, I think, is the reflecting quality, and it made me think of this uh, quote that you brought to us today, mm-hmm. and and just that idea of uh, your thoughts and identifying with your thoughts. Would would you yeah. like to share this? this of quote course. With us? Yeah. So.
2: Um You know, and and this is this is what's nice about having the other teachers in a space with you that you can pause and you can reflect. And I, I do think I bring a lot of my mindfulness and yoga thinking into my teaching. So one of the definitions of yoga that I love is stillness of mind is yoga. So it's not really all these postures that we're doing. Stillness of mind is yoga. And then we experience peace within. Otherwise, we believe we are our thoughts.
0: Mm-hmm. We believe we are. we are our thoughts, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: And you know, as like we, we all know, working in an environment like seedlings or little seedlings, like we're outside in nature, and we're connected to children, and we're connected to nature, and we're connected to all these things that we create with our hands and our beings mm. and so mm. we're so much more than our thoughts and in the western world we just think we're our thoughts
1: right yes yeah. yeah we so. become identified with them when i i think my experience often has been when i'm in this echo chamber when i'm when i'm only paying attention to me and what i'm doing mm-hmm then it's so easy to become super critical and to get in a loop about like i'm doing everything wrong and i can't get it right and the problem is i'm not connected the problem is i'm just focused on my own self rather than reaching out and saying do you know what i need yeah (laughs) can you help have you felt this way before (laughs)
2: And the thing is, really, that's so normal, right? The spinning thoughts, like, Mm -hmm. we're all human beings and we have so much to do and so many places to be and so many children to juggle Mm. and things happen. So that's the norm and we don't, like, beat ourselves up for it. And then we can go into a, a space where we can just, like, pause and we can just take a moment. And then when you do that, even with kids, like, you pause, you take a moment and then you really see them for who they are instead of what am i going to do next with them and how am i going to solve this problem for them and mm-hmm. yeah you just see them and it changes everything when you can see them
0: yeah. i remember a few years in we there was a child who was having a hard time transitioning um from lunch or something like you know he, he had gotten his lunch and he was just having a meltdown and um and you took him by the hand, and I think just very quietly you may have said, do you want to sit on the hill with me? And you, the two of you walked, and you went and sat on the hill, and you weren't talking to him, you weren't doing anything with him, and you were just having maybe you were eating an apple or something like that you were just being with him that was so profound and we talked about it afterward, you you know because i i said wow that is exactly what he needed and you knew it because you were you were you were really seeing him you weren't in your in your mind or running through the checklist of teacher things to do you just observed him and you could see because you knew him and and It was obvious that what he needed was just to be, to be himself and to be with someone else, being with them, not doing (laughs) with them, or doing to (laughs) him, Mm -hmm. or talking to him, or you know, fixing, 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 you know, all of those things. And I'll never forget that moment. That was, you know, a really beautiful, profound moment.
1: Yeah.
2: And I think those beautiful, profound moments come from all the moments where you might not have done it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get to the beautiful, profound moments simply and easily. You know, you might have that moment of mindfulness where you think to yourself and you reflect and come back and say, oh, there was a different way I could have handled that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that continues to happen and continues to happen. Especially as parents, right, or or as teachers, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, there's that beautiful moment that you kind of work towards, and those become more of the norm. Then you might go With a little practice, back and uh-huh. a little forward. Yeah,
1: they call it a practice it's, yep. for a reason, right? Yep.
2: <laughs> so, like, I think one of my moments of realizing that is. In my first couple of years, there was one child who didn't want to always be part of the group, and in my adult mind, mm-hmm. I wanted to fix it for her and make her part of the group. Mm-hmm. I wanted her to have feel that sense of belonging, and she was always outside and always watching, and she could tell you everything that the group was doing, and... Everything that was happening there, and I just felt like, oh, she's afraid. You know, she's scared. I have to help her not Mm. be scared. And then, you know, it kind of comes to you in just one of those mindful moments where you just let it go that maybe that's not what she really needs. Maybe that's me thinking what she needs. Mm -hmm. Maybe she just needs to watch and observe. And maybe that's going to be her superpower one day yeah. that she watched and observed. Yeah. So when we're not observing kids and seeing them for who we, they are, we're guiding them towards something that might not be their superpower and their potential. Mm. So yeah, it really makes a difference, I think.
1: Oh, I know that for me, having occasionally, not every teacher I had but from time to time I would have a teacher who really saw Mm -hmm. that I was extra sensitive or that Mm -hmm. that a certain assignment like I needed this extra twist or you know just feeling like I was really being seen for my uniqueness I think those are moments that I cherish as formative because it's reaffirming that's what I thought I thought that about myself hmm mm-hmm. and then this person I respect affirmed it right. for me hmm it's so cool when that yeah. happens
0: yeah it just takes one teacher mm-hmm. sitting and being with you for one moment for you to change your attitude about yourself yeah Yeah,
2: the I see you moment. Mm -hmm. Live for it. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: For
2: sure. You you know, and so in little seedlings, working with parents, that's what we want parents to do with their kids too. You Mm -hmm. know, we're always, and wow, like, you know, being a parent is so humbling, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like we all make those mistakes and we want so much for our, our kids and we don't really have those reflective moments and we have to for their well-being of mm. who do they want to be not what do i think is best for them to be and so that's what's so nice about little seedlings you know you get to have those discussions and i think that's what's nice about the bridge journey that you both do you get to have those discussions with parents like you know who who is your unique child right, right. not who is this person that you're going to mold to be someone else mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah i was going to ask you know what other things did you see in in seedlings we have parent helpers that are there sometimes but literally in little seedlings the parents are part of the program for the first five eight weeks right? and so you are there a whole group of of 13 children 13 parents or so and so where what did you find um most interesting challenging uh, rewarding about those relationships I think so I think
2: one of the most rewarding things is kind of when you get to you know you you spend all this time with the parents you know first in that intensive like I guess 12 week time eight week time I guess that they're there in the beginning mm-hmm. And then they still come back in as parent helpers regularly. And so they're learning, learning how to, you know, let the children lead. And they're learning, you know, how to respond to children in conflict. And they don't know it in the beginning, just like I didn't know it when I first became a seedlings teacher. And then by the end of Little Seedlings, you have like your two parent helpers with you there and you could kind of step back and you could just like watch these parents doing all the things spread their wings. it's so exciting Mm -hmm. you know they are you know intervening in a conflict in a way not only that i would have but in a way i can learn from which is amazing Mm, you know like they might take what they've learned and carried it to a whole new place which is so absolutely awesome and amazing but they're own oh, special touch
0: yeah. on it yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so much growth for the children from two to three years old to two and a half to three and a half whatever yep. it is um and then you know you've got you've got not only those little people but their parents who are looking for that support and that and building their own confidence and trying to figure out who they are as parents right. so what an amazing workshop between the kids and the (laughs) teachers and the parents
2: like we're all learning together it's so cool you know i mean that's like the whole reframing i think we need to do as parents as teachers in any grade at any age that your children are you know you don't look at it as i'm just teaching you it's more like we're all learning together Mm -hmm. because i think that's what every moment offers all of us yes so that's the coolest thing to see i think
1: when you learn about mindfulness, I think you get into this habit of reorienting and coming back to your center, even as you get knocked off by various things. But it's that that understanding that that's how it is Mm -hmm. it's it's not that you're eventually gonna just smooth it out and never have to struggle again exactly it's that we're all gonna keep making mistakes and we're keep keep observing each other and keep dialoguing about these things so that we can all benefit right exactly it's exactly how it is to me (laughs) <laughs> and you're learning from the children, and the children are learning from you. It's reflexive. It's not one way. It's it's not. Mm-hmm.
2: It's not one way at all. There's, yeah, so many things, like, I've learned from watching them and parents and things that I can extrapolate and take, you know, to my relationships with other adults. Oh, Yeah. You know, like you get on a little child's level and you look at them in the eye when you're trying to have a conversation with them and you're giving them all that attention. And it's it's easy to do that, I think, with a two year old. Right. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, you get down mm-hmm. on their level and they're squishy and sweet and you look <laughs> at them and, you know, you're trying, you know, you're trying to connect with them and and really hear what they want to say what they're saying and it, it's sometimes hard because their words are sound funny and everything and then like if you think about it as like a child becomes like five or six and 12 and 21 <laughs> you know it's harder to like you because you can have a distraction and you don't get to I think that's one of my bigger lessons that I can take. What I do with these little people, and I can like really try my best to to bring it to the adults in my world. Right? We need it. <laughs> yeah, and Susan, you always make me think of this. This is the one thing that I learned, the best lesson I've learned, um, amongst many. Is with kids, like always look to the need behind the behavior. Mm-hmm. And when I started to work more with the parents and the adults, and they would get upset because maybe somebody pushed their child or they were worried about dropping their child off for the first time alone. Mm-hmm. And I would, I, I remember going, Oh, my gosh, it's just like with the kids. Yep. <laughs> you know, what's the need behind what the behavior? Do they, really need? they want that security and to know that their child is safe and loved and cared for. Mm-hmm. And So when you look at parents and people like that in general, you know, it all becomes wow. different,
1: right? Yeah
0: compassion. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Got uh, compassion, <laughs> that's a great example. Yeah. I am always struck by the similarity that it yeah. uh, it is all just being a human at the at the end of it. It's not yeah. about how old you are. Yeah.
0: yeah. And throwing it to yourself, too. What's, wait, why am I acting like yes. this? What is my, head, what is the right, hunger, of the need, right. the longing? What does my inner behind? child need, need right now? Right.
2: <laughs> or when somebody does something to make you mad, right, and you're reacting like, wow, what is deep down there making me mad? And you can bring it back to the class, you know, being outside or being in a classroom with kids. You know, when something they're doing is triggering you. You know, what is it in me that that that's that's right. that's
1: triggering? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how can I take a breath right now yeah. rather than leaping into change the situation that the yeah. child's in? Unless right. there's imminent danger. It's like exactly we exactly. just overcompensate sometimes right. with our adult brain. Right.
2: Like, you can wait and see. Can can these children solve this for themselves? Like, what is scaring me so much about this child being in a tree right now and <laughs> climbing, you know? Where, you know, what, what is it all about for me?
1: Do you have any stories that come to mind about a, a child in little seedlings having one of those, like, leaps, you know, where... You're really nervous for them, but you you found it in yourself to to make the space for them. Hmm. There
2: is probably I mean, that that's very, very, very day to day um, happenings. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the more recent ones I think that was hard for me is. I had two little girls pushing and like shoving, but in fun. Oh, yeah. Like it was rough and tumble play, which you more typically see in boys. Sure. And then I've typically seen it more with seedlings, with the little bit older children. I hadn't really seen it with two year olds. And these girls were kind of pushing and pulling and having fun they had smiles on their face. Okay. So I kind of had one of those frozen moments <laughs> like you know what what's happening here and what do I do? And I, and I really had to like take that breath and mm-hmm. think about it like how, how do I do this? And you know, they don't have as much language, so it's not like you can explain it as well. The rules of wrestling. Yeah, yeah the rules. <laughs> like, 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 what are the rules? And yeah. I just remember telling myself, you know, they're still smiling. Everything is okay right now. Nobody's hurt. And they're having fun. And so my first inclination was to go and stand closer and be there just in case it shifted. Mm -hmm. And I used a little bit of the language, is everybody having fun here? Is this fun for everybody? Uh And then, like, the smiles and the nods. And I just stayed close, and I kept doing that. And I kept making sure they were in a place where they were not going to get hurt. And at the same time... I could see that being overwhelming for another adult, especially, you know, you're taking care of people's precious children, right? And, Uh you know, you're there as a parent helper, and you might not have seen that, Um, you know, I mean, and then you might have. I mean, there's a lot of parents whose kids are rough and tumbling all over the place, so... I did not grow up in a household that did that, Uh and my kids, my own kids, just didn't do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So So for me, it was (sighs) like, so yeah. So I had to move past that and really just be next to them. And if I hadn't been witnessing that over the years, my inclination would have been like, oh no, 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 you can't do that. That's not okay. Mm.
0: You know. Uh, So yeah.
2: So that's one story, I think
0: there have been so many times when when you've written amazing pieces on on that whole big picture idea of 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 each of those little importances you know of of being in nature of 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 letting children move of honoring the adults and respecting the children and the adults in the space um so you know the the idea of of being there and experiencing it and then writing it. You've told me in the past that that sort of solidifies things too. you know, the journaling that we do as teachers right. and um, yeah,
1: I'm curious. What is your kind of reflection process like personally? Like, you know um,
2: I love going back and reflecting and when I write, I write stories that I share with the parents too. Mm. So one of the things I love to do is second guess myself in in stories that the parents are going to read cool so that the parents will see that i have self doubt that sometimes i do wonder and i don't mean self doubt like in like this oh i did it wrong kind of way but more in like this i wonder curious way. i wonder what's going like, to happen or or <laughs> could i is there a better way i could have handled this next time so that parents and newer teachers will see that it's okay to make a mistake that Mm -hmm. like you know we're all humans and it's not Perfect, And no one is the authority. Mm-hmm. You know, so like what yeah. if in that situation that I just described to you, maybe maybe that was not the right decision. And maybe it wasn't the right decision for all teachers. Or, mm. you know, or maybe there was a parent that might have read a story where I described that and written a comment, well, you know, I think that's kind of scary, that rough and tumble play, you know. And then I would have had to have been okay with, wow, well, you know, maybe that parent's not going to be okay if I let their child play in a little rougher way. Mm -hmm. And that needs to be okay. Like, you know, we can have a conversation about it. We can be open about it. You know, maybe we can talk about, is this appropriate for this age group? You know, Mm -hmm. maybe there is a different way. And that's okay. So I like to write in that reflective way of, you know, how could I have done this different? Or maybe I could have chosen this or maybe this would have been wiser or you know suggest alternatives Mm -hmm. Um, and then I also like to reflect on like what you know what have I learned from the children what have I learned from the parents Um, and then of course the successes of the kids you know and how they come to their I think that's the biggest theme in my writing Mm -hmm. is how if we get out of kids way yeah, they <laughs> figure it all out. Yeah. Like, we are no smarter than yes. <laughs> they. Yes. Yeah, mm. that's my predominant theme.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you, mindfulness. <laughs> just so funny how that really underpins so much of the philosophy we we love and and uplift at Sunflower. It's just if you give kids room to figure things out, stay close. You know ke-
0: because yeah. you're gonna Be learn how to figure it yeah, out right. it's not because
1: a- you're gonna save them from something but because they might right surprise you they mm-hmm. might teach you something mm-hmm.
0: yeah always uh-huh that's that's the key thing and I think that that's a lot in your writing is is that wonder as a teacher and as a human being being with other little little human beings is the wonder of what they teach us what they show us and um, uh, so that's that's amazing. It's been really wonderful talking to you. We could just stay here for another couple of hours and, and so dive fun. into lots of other different things. But um, you know, maybe you'll come back again.
1: Yes, yes, part one. <laughs> Thank you guys <laughs> Thank so you fun. so much. It's been wonderful chatting. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> We're would love to hear from you if you have thoughts that came up during our conversation please share them with us you can send us an email at lindsay l-i-n-d-s-e-y at sunflowercreativearts.org or you can find us on instagram send us a message at sunflower creative arts we are so grateful to Schweitzer musical productions for sponsoring the podcast
0: we'll see you again soon and thank you to Elizabeth Licht for being our special guest today. Thank you, both. <laughs>